Welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. I hope you're keeping well and getting the results you want from your teams. So, this week's show. So this week I want to expand to the fourth principle around the big five. So we've already talked about one-to-ones, we talked about feedback, we talked about delegation. And if you've missed those shows, please click on the links and have a listen or head over to my uh, podcast show where you'll get a lot more detail on those subjects. But the fourth bit is around coaching and mentoring. So these Ideas of coaching and mentoring have moved on massively over the last few years. In the past, and I'm sure some listeners and watchers will know that going to work was just going to work. You went to work, you did your job, you went home. Things have changed. It's not all about the pay packet anymore. Now, don't get me wrong, it's still about being paid. There's nobody going to work, unless you're in a voluntary sector, obviously, are going to work. Uh, and just thinking, well, maybe they'll pay me, maybe they won't. You've all got bills to pay. You've all got commitments that you need to make. And that is all fine and well. But the pay packet itself now is changing in regards to what it does as a motivator. It might get you through the door, the wages. It definitely makes you happy that one time on the 25th or 15th when you get paid. But after that, it fades pretty quick. So the job itself and the way that you work inside your business is a massive amount to do with other things away from just pay. And unfortunately, bosses, it's not all about pizza Fridays and taco Tuesdays uh, or fruity whatevers. Those things are nice to have, nice to do, but they are not the motivators that you will need in regards to that. So as a boss and as a leader inside those businesses, you've got to look at how you do things differently. We all know that we're getting judged on our engagement and we probably do, like I do, a yearly survey where we look at people's engagement and how they feel they fit into the business. And sometimes, a number of times, it comes back with not the greatest output for us as managers. Sometimes they are kind of quite damning around how we lead. That obviously when we did the pizza day or the ice cream day, it didn't really resonate. That's because we're missing some of the important things that motivate people to get to work. And one of those things is around feeling engaged and feeling part of a bigger picture. And that's where coaching and mentoring fits in to you as a manager. Your team will look to you for so many things. They look to you for decisive decisions. They look to you to set the direction. They look to you to make sure they're treated fairly. But the coaching element is the part that you need to do to go that little bit further. The coaching element is to make sure that you know exactly what your team strengths are, what the individual strengths are, and how you can help push those forward for them. So those people feel part of the bigger picture. They feel part of something more than what they do. Now, in the past, that was quite easy. If you think of manual jobs, which is basically jobs that were maybe production line operators or um, out in the field 
if you were digging so many holes or you were putting so many widgets together, it was quite easy to measure people's outputs and performance. Sometimes you could say that those jobs were very much a part of not particularly needing engaging workforces. And there is some jobs still like that. But most people, especially in the knowledge world, it's not as easy to track their uh, their work. And in our very much hybrid working world, a number of times people are working from home. And there's nothing wrong with that. That means that they are getting the right balance, being able to be at home, but still adding value. And I've done it myself many times. But also it's more difficult to measure what those people are doing than it was in the past. And also it's more difficult to keep those people motivated. So what do you do as a coach? How do you coach and mentor your team? Well, think about a sports team that you know or a club. You've probably seen or met many coaches through your time who have managed to be able to motivate you to make sure that you're doing what you needed to do. Maybe you've got a personal trainer and use that. Now, those people are there because you need that little bit of extra. You need someone who can take a look at where you're going, your progression to get there and how they can help you get there. Coaching is not the same as managing. Coaching is around looking at longer term stretches for those individuals. It's about making the corrections by using one-to-ones and feedback to get that person in the right place. And coaching is around helping that person see what potential they could be and helping them unlock that potential. So when you sit there in front of your team and you know their talents, I'm sure you've done a talent map, mapped out exactly what those people are good at, what their strengths are, and what you can help them with. The next step is to put in a coaching session with those individuals. So the idea of a coaching session is a time where you'd expand your one-to-ones maybe, or do your standard one-to-one formats, the three areas we spoke about before, and then go into something different. And the coaching element is around expanding that last section of the one-to-one about where they want to be and where they want to go. And you want to then look at how can you support that person getting there. If you take your sports analogy, you usually split up the team. So if you're a football, uh, into your football, and we'll call it soccer for those who are from the States, you'd have different jobs and different coaches for each element. You'd have a goalkeeper coach who would specifically spend time with the goalkeepers looking at what they can do to improve their performance. Defensive coaches. And offensive coaches are also the same when it comes to other sports. So as the overall coach or head coach, if you like, of that direct, you're looking at where that person's skills are, where their strengths lie, and what they need to do to get to where they want to go. And it's important not to overlook the fact that they want to get there. You can't coach someone who doesn't want to be there. You can have the best personal trainer in the world, but if the person doesn't show up to the gym or shows up and can't be bothered, it's no good that person being there. So a coaching call and a coaching conversation is to address what that person wants. And of course, there is times where people are very, very happy doing what they are doing. And you're happy with the way they're working. They're the ones who are getting things done day in, day out. I've spoken to a number of individuals who have just said to me, Matt, I'm happy doing what I want to do. I love this job. I don't want to go any further. I like it. I don't want to move. Or I'm thinking of this as a a stepping stone to the next one and it's much more of a positive conversation. Or I've got two, three years left before retirement. That's what I want to do. I'm going to do this job and that's it. And as long as they're delivering results 
and they are proactively part of the team and making sure that they fit to the culture, there's not a problem with those people carrying on with the work that they've been doing. So the coaching call and coaching conversation is around where they want to go. Are they on your talent map? So does your talent map match that person? And does that person actually want to go somewhere? And then from that, you work together formulating a coaching plan with them. And a coaching plan definitely needs to be driven by the person wanting to be coached. You have the skills, maybe, to help them in certain areas, but also you have the contacts to send them to the right person. So as we've talked about our sports analogy, the head coach may be very good at being a goalkeeper. They may have come from goalkeeping and can give advice on that. But more times than not, they're actually in a position of looking at the overall of the game. Therefore, they need to bring a specialist in. And that's where you, as a coach, would contact and help marry and facilitate conversations between the director who wants coaching, the gap in their skills or the area they want to improve, and the actual expert that can support them. And then you have regular catch-ups on that particular process. You deal to it like a project would do. You give them some deadlines, you give them some help and support, obviously making sure that they know that this is about their development, making sure that they know this is about their job to get that bit further on. And then you see where they're going. Now, you're never going to be able to make a role for someone. If this person you're talking to, who's a, uh, a shift manager in an operations, for instance, wants to be the next uh, general manager or the next technical manager, that's going to take some steps to get there. And you can support them and help them. But you can also be very open and honest with them. You've built trust with these people. You've given them an open forum to discuss where they want to go. And you must then respect the fact you need to say to them, I don't know if that's the best plan. If I decided to become the world's strongest man, I wouldn't be able to do it. I could train as much as I could. I could eat all the right things. I could have the best coaches in the world. I could do mindsets, plunge into cold water, spend 10 hours a day in the gym, rest for the rest. I wouldn't do it. Genetically, I couldn't do that. I've got some restrictions. And some people have got that. Most things are learnable. In fact, I would say most things are definitely learnable. But there's a point where you need to look at that person and be honest and open around their um, ideals. Or you give them stepping stones. So if the person from the shop floor, as we're talking to, wants to become the next general manager or wants to become the next technical manager, you can give them a pathway. Right, well, you need to be doing this first, then this, and then this, and then this. You can see where I'm coming from here. You can get the plans then. They can move through them. And every time they're ticking it off and getting better and getting better. But also giving them the, that understanding that there's a time and a place to say, this isn't for me. I'm never going to be this. Therefore, what other things am I really, really good about? And coaching is another tool that really helps you build your relationship with your team. And sometimes minus ones. Don't forget, just because you've got a team of people and you're dealing with those directly and you are spending much more time with them. They've also got people underneath them. They should also be spotted in your talent and maybe given a chance to coach, maybe not with yourself, but either through another party because the talent will come through and you should always be developing talent for the next step. If you don't develop the talent, they're not going to be able to, they're not going to fulfill themselves. They're going to either leave or become disinterested and you're not going to have the next lot of skills you need to push the business forward. So coaching is an important part of what you do. 
It didn't used to be, but things have changed massively in the workplace. And if you don't give people the opportunity and the coaching and the feeling of belonging to something bigger than themselves, then the pay packet will only keep them there for so long. And the pizza day and Toasty Tuesdays don't cut it. Well, that's it for this week. I'm so glad you've tuned in and watched. Please keep supporting the show with a big thumbs up, share, subscribe, and send it on to your friends. And if you want to listen to more content, the Manager Map podcast is available. There's over 200 episodes, so please have a look there. I'm always open for feedback. So if you want to give your feedback, it's at managermappodcast.gmail.com. And I'd be interested to talk to you about new and old subjects. Well, that's it for Manager Map this week. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this Manager Map podcast. We hope you found it interesting, helpful and actionable. One last thing, please leave a quick review on iTunes or with your podcast provider as it helps to spread the word of Manager Matt. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast and if you did like anything in particular, send an email to managermattpodcast at gmail.com or visit managermatt.co.uk for more content. Feedback is a gift. So let's keep giving. See you next week.